Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. We saw a lot of shows this week. So many shows. I'm exhausted. Uh, me too, because we also were busy filming a video this week. Yes, and should be to you sh- very, sh- very shortly. Very short. I can't talk. I'm so <laughs> so tired. <laughs> Two days in a row, we woke up at five a.m. Mm. All for all for you. All for sideshow and sideshow. I think everyone kind of knows we're making a sideshow. Well, video. we told them about it last week, oh and then God. we posted pictures of it today. <laughs> so I think everybody knows. Shh. I think everybody also assumed we would make a sideshow video, too. It would have been embarrassing if we didn't. Yeah. Because sideshow's the best thing that's ever happened to any of us. So, you know, no big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else did we see this, this week? We saw your new favorite show, Disenchanted. Oh. No. <laughs> um. Yes, and by new favorite, you mean show I hate more than Neil LeBute shows. Which is a lot. If you follow Emily If you know anything about me, you know that I love Sideshow and I hate Neil LeBute. Yeah. I hope you know other things about me. Well, yeah. (laughs) I fucking hate him. Yeah. And I hated Disenchanted more than I hated his plays that of, um, the plays of his that I have seen. Um, It was infuriating. Um, really, so, really disappointing. To start, mm. uh, Disenchanted is set up sort of like a cabaret type show of, they say they're fairy tale princesses, but really the whole show is just trying to lambast Disney. Yes. They vaguely talk about the Grimm's and their origins, mm. but the fun, the thing that the writer thought was funny uh, in most of throughout of it was like, I'm going to just reference a Disney lyric. Yeah. Um, easy jokes, but anyway. Well, yeah, I, f- I think at, um, there was two layers of problems. <laughs> um, the first layer being that we are funny people and we like smart, funny things. Yeah. Like, you know, what's that old Tina Fey thing where she's like, if you want to make people laugh, you put a man in a, dress him as an old woman and push him down a flight of stairs. America thinks it's hilarious. If you want to make comedy writers laugh, you you push push an an actual old woman down down the the stairs. stairs. So, (laughs) like, yeah, that is of the comedy school that we are from. Like, we have a high bar for humor. Yeah. So low bar for humor at this show like, you know, it was a lot, it was just tourist humor. It was like, it was easy. Ha ha ha, word. <laughs> yeah. It was like that improv thing where yep. you give a suggestion and then they say the suggestion at the end of your right. show, and at the end of the show, and you're like, oh my God, that was my suggestion. They it said was like the word I oh, said earlier. I recognize that Disney lyric. Yeah. So, like, really dumb fucking humor coupled with the promise of feminism and then no feminism thereafter. Yeah. It was supposed to um, be taking down the princess complex. Right. Um, but it's sort of just, do you know what? I thought about it later, and we talked about this a little bit. What it ended up doing was instead of taking down this whole idea of the princess complex, it was making fun of these characters who had fallen victim mm. to the princess complex. It didn't give any solutions mm. 
or moving forward, it was like, look at Belle. She's crazy because she was a princess and she talked to plates, which... That's, that part made no sense. It made no sense because in the reali- reality of her world, that's not crazy. Curses right. are real. Right. So sorry about it. And also, why why you got to be Belle gone crazy because she's talking to plates and shit, but you got Cinderella over here, NBD, she fucking talks to animals. Yeah. And they like make her dresses and shit. Why ain't she crazy? There's no logic to the show. No. Um, It kind of promised us at the beginning, they were like, you have these ideas of us that you've seen in Disney movies, and this is the things you think about us and you know about our lives, and we're going to tell you how it really is. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a promising setup. Yeah. Where you're going to be like, great, I'm going to learn about, like, what a what a science-smarty Cinderella was because she was, like, super mad good at cleaning or whatever. You know, yeah. like, I don't know, like, logical yeah. shit like that. Yeah, she was a chemistry whiz and right. made her own cleaning products. Right. And I was an right. entrepreneur. Yeah, what a badass. Yeah. Um, but instead... <laughs> None of that. Ha- it was. No. It was like. It was like. Hey, I'm trying to think. It was all just such nonsense. It was. It was like. Well, hey, you think I'm like a perfect princess? Actually, I'm not. I'm crazy. Or like, actually, I'm not. I'm a lesbian. Or actually, I'm not. Like, I really don't like my legs because I have to yeah, shave. Yeah, they had. There was like no nothing <laughs> there, with Little Mermaid because even she was like, I mean, I like my husband, so I don't regret it. Except I do because these legs mm-hmm, upkeep. Yeah, about shaving. <laughs> I don't know. The songs, I, was also, I thought there was like also like a really big difference between the book work that was just like ham. It was just all ham. Yeah, yeah. And then the songs that were just like monkeys on typewriters. Like the songs were the nonsense. Like yeah. that boob song they sang uh, where they were just like, boobs, boobs, boobs. You like big boobs, titties, 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 titties. Hey, you know why we all have big boobs? It's because the man drew us. And you're like, wait a second, but you just sang a whole song that was gratuitously about breasts. There was nothing redeeming or feminist about it mm-hmm. whatsoever. And then you were like, but men drew us. And you know what? A man wrote this show and that's what it was wrong with it, I think. My interpretation of the show was those um, white cisgendered gay men that are like, oh, my God, girl, I get it. Like, I get it. I'm a gay guy. I get oppression. I totes understand. And you're like, bitch, no. You're still white and you're still cis and you have, like, one tiny notch on the oppression belt. But it ain't that big because in a, I think a lot of cases whiteness outweighs gay prejudice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess it depends on if you can pass in the past right. anyway. Not right. necessarily now. But also if you're in theater. I don't know the person that well, wrote this, yeah. but this was my interpretation based on the material mm-hmm. which I was presented with. Um, m- feminism written by I, a man that knows nothing I mean, about what's going on in women's heads. I don't know. Again, I, d- I don't know this person. I would rather at least give the benefit of the doubt that it was coming from some sort of sincere place and along the way... Maybe even in some first rehearsal where he got a cheap laugh, like veered off the path and was like, funny, 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 Mm. dumb, Disney. I don't have that much faith Mm. in the material, in the process of the material. I think it was, I don't know. Who knows? It was all awful. I, I, like I tweeted, I say, I would never, I never tell people to not see 
shows, I always say, people are like, oh, well, if you think it wasn't that good, like, do you think it's worth seeing? And I always say yes. Like, you know, if you're coming to New York for, like, one mm-hmm. week and you can only see so many shows, like, obviously you got to pick and choose. But, like, for New Yorkers, I'm like, yeah, go see it. Make your own opinion. Like, don't take my word for it. I want to know what you think and how you interpret it. This, I'm, t- I'm telling you not to go see this show. Mm-hmm. It is fucking trash. And don't give them your money. I sure shit. I'm glad I did not give them any of my money. Thank you. I hated it. I'm so angry at them. It was racist. It was fucking sexist. And it was garbage. Very angry. I had. I can't believe I had to sit through that thing. Oh, remember when they were like, uh, Sleeping Beauty, why won't you wake up? Sleeping Beauty, wake up, wake up, wake up, sleepy. And I was like, she has a name. That's it. And we talked about that too, where like there was a, they called her Sleeping Beauty instead of Aurora. They called, I don't know if if the princess who kissed the frog's name is actually Tiana, but if you're going by Disney um, standards, which they were, then call her Tiana. There could have been a bit in there about how, most of them are known by attributes and not their name. Mm-hmm. That um, is a great jumping a off point yeah. for feminism. Like Snow White. I don't know if Snow White had a a name actually. She might not have. Right. But you could have given her a name. Well, that could have you could have right. you're writing right. the show. Right. You're gonna be like, hey, you know me as Snow White and you think I'm just like yeah. this little my wallflower name. and shit, but like I here's my it's name Veronica. and Veronica. Right. <laughs> she does seem like a Veronica. Right. Also, that was another problem, speaking of Veronica's, because they're all bitches. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, they were all real snipey to each other. Well, that's they were like, listen, obviously, like, the three main characters that were established were, like, you had, like, Snow White, who, who was established as just, like, a fucking raging bitch, like a powerhouse bitch yeah. who nobody will ever like but is in control. Of, like, Regina George, basically. Yeah. That's who she was. Cinderella, dumb. Just real fucking dumb. Yeah. And uh, Aurora, no personality whatsoever. Like, like, a, like kind of weird. That was about kind it. Kind of weird. That was all we got. She would, like, right. dance weird. And was, like, making fun of Native Americans and shit out of nowhere. Well, again, that was another mm. inconsistency. They called out the vagueness of Agrabah mm-hmm. and how they changed Princess Jasmine's name to mm-hmm. make it a, a name that Americans would recognize. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I knew that the name was changed and I couldn't tell you what it was right, right now. But um, in another part of the show, they had them come on before Pocahontas's number in like a crazy headdress. And, and go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm yeah. like, no, no, and guys. I mean, again, don't do that. But if you're going to do that, you... In later in the show, you're going to call out something like that. Then you have to call that out. Right. Well, like, the only way a joke... The only way you can get away with wearing a headdress and going, like, wah, 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 is if the butt of the joke is the person that's doing that. Yeah. Like, wow, you're so racist. Again, that's how that joke works. Yeah, and Pocahontas's song was all about how, like, historically inaccurate that movie was. Right. Um, and how they turned a 10-year-old child into a sexualized porn star, basically. Um, and so that, like, inaccurate portrayal, or at least maybe not inaccurate necessarily, but, like, stereotypical right. one-note portrayal, how about... Um, it Again, it, like, just negates everything mm. that comes after it. Mm. 
Yeah, and then there was like that one female ensemble member who played all the um, who played Pocahontas and Jasmine and Mulan. That's another thing that you could have called out if you're gonna do something mm-hmm. like that because like again, you're not even gonna address the fact that you have Agrabah, one actress playing those all three races. Yeah. Agrabah is a nowhere land, so you know if they're gonna have Ming Na do Mulan mm. and they're gonna have. Um, Irene Bedard, who's Native American, do the voice of Pocahontas. But then, who was the voice of Jasmine? I can't even remember. But yeah. I don't know that it was a Middle Eastern actress. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was I not know, a Middle I Eastern know that actress. Lea Salonga, everyone's favorite Disney voice, is her singing voice. Hmm. Uh. Everyone's favorite singing voice? Disney voice, I said. Disney voice. Did I say singing voice? I'm sorry, not singing. No, Disney I, singing voice? Everyone's favorite Disney singing voice is Leia Salonga. What about Judy Kuhn? I love Judy Kuhn. Speaking of Pocahontas. Just because she did, I'm just saying that because she did. Um, That's like Sophie's Choice. Jasmine and also <laughs> something else that I'm like working on. right. Mulan, there it is. I was like, what is it? Um, At least she's Asian. Who's the speaking voice of Jasmine? Oh, right. Linda Larkin. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Leanne Larkin? No, not (laughs) Leanne Larkin. Linda Larkin. So whatever. Fine. Again, it's um, voiceover work. Right. But still. Stupid. This show is dumb. Don't go see it. Tell your friends. Don't go see it. All right. Let's cleanse our palate. Another show we saw together that was just absolutely delightful was my favorite year. <gasps> Aaron's and Flaherty. Aaron's and Flaherty. Oh, gosh. Who were there? Who were there? They were sitting. I was sitting in, like, the second to last row. They were sitting in the last row. I was very close to them. <laughs> I wanted to watch them the whole show, but I couldn't. Because <sighs> I just, I love them. No, oh, my I God, like, I love them so much. gotten my... Um, like compact out. <laughs> I watched watch them, them through your me. mirror. Yeah. That's funny. Um, it was awesome. It was so great. I did not. It's like, you know, with with some shows, you kind of like avoid them because you're like, I'll see a real show. Like I'll see a real production yeah. of it someday. And when I do, then like if I, it'll, it's like a brand new musical because I don't know, know anything about it. So that's kind of like. You know, like, I have some Carolee Carmelo cast recordings that I've never listened to because I'm saving them. saving them, them. yeah. I'm saving them. And, yeah, I had never listened to my favorite year because I was saving it. And now I saw it. And it was wonderful. It was completely delightful. I would like to see a full show of it, please. Mm. All uh, immediately. Um, The cast was absolutely fucking fantastic. The cast was so good. You know, I I didn't really know anything about it. And I vaguely had it in the back of my head as an Aaron's and Flaherty musical, but maybe because of its title and like me getting confused with like those Broadway by the years things, I always sort of had it in my head that it was like a review style show because also I did not know the movie Mm. at all. Mm. Me either. So, which apparently it's like a classic and I, I pride myself at least on generally knowing about these things, even if I haven't seen them, but I don't know. I was like, Oh, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> sounds sounds good based on you know Carl Reiner's life and all that jazz yeah. um, but it was delightful and I was pleasantly surprised because you know reviews are hit and miss but 
um, once I figured out that that's not what my brain had made up. Right. Um, I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing the show. Uh, <laughs> and then it was so good. And that cast was amazing. Oh, my God. That cast was amazing. I'm so happy about it. Leslie Kritzer, first off, worship her. <gasps> what a, a perfect part for her. Yeah. Born to play it. So fucking funny. I need to see a full production number of that amazing song she does. Yes. Full production number. I want to see her in full hobo gear. Me too. Like a little, what are those things? A bindle? Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, she's so. Dirt on her face. She's so funny. She is so funny. God damn it. (laughs) She's so funny. She's so beautiful. She sings like a fucking. I mean, that voice. Oh, yeah. God damn it. She does it all. She pulled out some legit soprano. Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. Gorgeous. Oh, she's a dream. She's so great. You know who I was, besides Leslie Kritzer, who I was most excited about seeing in this show? Douglas Sills. Yes. <laughs> I love him. Oh, my God. He is, I think I have to put Douglas in the category with, like, Norm Lewis and oh Jason Danieli. Like, that's how wow. much I love him. Like, he gets on the list. He's on the list of, like, the dudes Emily cares about. <gasps> yeah. It's a short list. It's a short it's list. Just it's just growing, no, though. No, Rob McClure's on the great. list. There's four of oh. them. I, th- I think it's good yeah. that it's growing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's four of them on the list. Hmm. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else. Hmm. It's just the four yeah, of them. Yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody, too. What about Ed Watts? No. Is he on the B squad? Yeah, yeah. He he's on like maybe like the B the B or the like C. Like maybe list. he'll get bumped up in the future, but Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Probably probably not. Yeah. Oh, maybe Brian Stokes Mitchell is on the list. Oh, Brian Stokes Mitchell. Hmm. Yeah, he's on the list. Okay. Mm. Five guys on the list. Yeah. Five guys named Mo. <laughs> <laughs> what if these five guys did five guys named Mo? That'd be really offensive. Well, that'd be weird, yeah. Well, it would be only Three, uh, two thirds offensive. No, the other way around. It, I don't know. Yeah, because two of it them are be, black. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't do Oops. fractions. Nope. Especially um, not on this little sleep. Nope. Um, but yeah, oh, it was a. F- See, this is what's so amazing is that it was a perfect part for Leslie. It was a, absolutely the most perfect part for Douglas. Oh, like, holy shit, I can't. So great. Like his entrance alone, I was just in s- fucking stitches. I know. Oh my god, great door work, prop oh, work, prop lots work, of- and it was really the only set piece, and they yep. milked it. That- <laughs> I've never been to a Mufti. I've seen, I saw Inventing Mary Martin at the York, right. um, but that was like a full show. I mean, obviously it's super low budget, Yeah, um, but it was like a full show. We're talking about Douglas Sills. Oh, I love him. <laughs> he was a, a joy. He was so funny. Perfect character for him. Wonderful. He was great. I don't think I've seen him in anything. He was in Music in the Air. Oh, right. We talked about this afterwards, but we both have, like, vague memories of it. Vaguest of memories. was I was running a fever that entire weekend, but I saw the show three times because Kristen Chenoweth. And didn't you buy, like, a full-price orchestra? Yeah, I spent spent over $100 on on the... On the orchestra seat, like when the tickets went on sale, because I didn't, I was like very new to New York. And then they, this is back when they still had peer to peer. So then I saw it two other times for $10. That was like one of my most exciting and most nervous um, stage door experiences. Kristen Chenoweth? Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. I was very, very excited to meet her. Me fucking too. I had my poster, my poster Mm -hmm. from when her first album came out. 
that I have had up on the wall in every single space I have lived in since I owned that poster when I was like, I don't know, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her that and she grabbed my arm and said, thank you. Thank you. Cause then think about the next time we saw her in a stage door was the craziness of the promises, promises yeah. stage door, which was Nuts. fucking sane. That, yeah. That was like her just like running down with like a paintbrush, just being like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> It needs to be about two octave higher than that. Bye! There you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, oh, we love Kristen That was Chenoweth. actually two octave higher than that. Higher. Really? Yep. Whoa. Music. I have a natural talent mm-hmm. that I don't know how to utilize at all. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> um, Back to my favorite, my favorite year. year. <laughs> um... It was great. And there was a lovely talk back afterwards. Mm -hmm. And Aaron's and Flaherty are just like the most adorable. I want want them to have a reality show. I feel like it would just be like really boring. That's what I was going to say. It would be very boring. It would be like adorable. (laughs) It would be like so adorable. Like I feel like I feel like they like get together for lunch sometime and then and they and they like eat salad together. (laughs) (laughs) But then somehow brilliance. And then they, like, write things that are the most beautiful things you've ever fucking heard in your entire life. And it was so cute because the whole audience was, like, hardcore Aaron's and Flaherty yeah. fans. So there was all, like, there was a guy in the back who got, oh like, this show is perfect! That show is in, perfect! In, like, a tiny space, shouting. In a very small space, like... 50 seats maybe. Um, that show is perfect! Like screaming at them. Um, and like the guy in front of us who was like, we've seen every single one of your shows and we worship you and we're the bit. Like yeah. everyone in the room was like me. It was Somebody called wonderful. them a treasure of the American theater. Somebody called them um, royalty yeah. to which Lynn rolled her eyes and was like, oh. And then, and then later, when she was talking about the show, she was like, because someone asked a question about like the source material and, you know, how you if you how it is like changing things and and trying to improve upon them or mm-hmm. whatever. And she was like, she was like, well, she was like, I don't need to like to like pad my own ego or anything. She's like, but I think we did so much better one than the original source material. Like, yeah. I think we've completely elevated it. And I was like, there is no one else in the world that can give themselves that type of deep compliment without it coming off as dickish. Well, because I think the other difference was, which is, she was totally right. She said, you have to love your source material and then you kind of have to throw it out. Yeah. I think the adaptations that people don't think work, especially of movies, is the one where the ones where they stay too precious to the Absolutely. source material. They just throw it up on stage right. and put songs into it. Right. Instead of trying to make it, you don't have to make it something entirely new and right. different. Like, um, I don't know, Once, I guess, was pretty different, mm. but it worked. Mm. Mm. But you don't have to try to be Once. Mm. But also, you know, if you're doing weird things like The Little Mermaid or something where you're just trying to straight up put something on the stage that's a cartoon movie it's not necessarily always going to work exactly so that's I think even though she's right I don't necessarily think she meant they elevated it beyond the original but because they made it a musical Mm. the musical elevated it Mm. but she's still amazing and she's right and she's the best I mean they're they're, they're, they are royalty and we um, got to talk to Stephen for a Flaherty. second. We tried to take Afterwards. a picture with both of them, but, but that didn't happen. All of these middle-aged fans are very <sighs> pushy. Yeah, 
But we did talk to Stephen for a second, <laughs> and we asked him if we could take a picture with him, and he said, yeah, a selfie? <laughs> and we were like, yes. Yes, Steven. He's like, he's the, he's so, every time I've talked to him in person, he's just so friendly and delightful. Mm -hmm. And you like say one thing to him and he'll be like, oh, that's so funny. I'll tell you a story. And then he'll be like, we we have to go in like three seconds, but blah, 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 blah. Like, I want to tell you this story. And we're like, like, we just met. And I almost was like, you have to go, Steven. (laughs) Right. Because he kept talking. I know. And I was like, I have to leave. Let me tell you this story. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I'm trying to let you leave. It was adorable. Let me cry at how beautiful ragtime. Is. Right. Uh, all uh, I I couldn't I, I had no. All I believe I all you him said was, was ragtime is, is, is and he nothing and he finished nothing. and he started talking for yeah. you because he got it. Uh, I was I feel like that happens to him. I feel like people just come up to him and and Lynn sometimes and just go <laughs> ragtime. I just, and they're like I know, I know. Uh, and, and then they give people free hugs. I think that's probably what a day in the life of Lynn Aarons and Stephen Flaherty is like. <laughs> I hope I hope like people high five them on the street. I saw Lynn Aarons on the street once, and I had like, like jumped out of my skin. And it was on like Ninth Avenue, you Next know. Next time you see her, just be like Lynn Aarons, high five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what if I did that? Can you fucking imagine what would she do? I think she'd be like, okay. <laughs> Because she's just super cute. If she's not, like, busy, if she's just walking down the street. Like, it's also just probably so... probably red. Right? Yeah, she always wears red. Yeah. I, you know, today... I mean, not, this wasn't today. Um, When we were at the talkback, I was looking at her, and I was like, I'm going to be you for Halloween. Because <gasps> I was like, yeah. I was like, your outfit is very easy to replicate. And I was like, done. Yeah. That's what my Halloween... I, got, I always come up with the best Halloween costume ideas Does in, like, October. Does he always wear green, or did I just make that up? Um... I he think was wearing he made like a green up. polo, but I feel like maybe it was just the last two times I saw him. He was wearing something earth tony. I don't know. I categorize her outfits much yeah, better than his. Yeah, absolutely, definitely, because she's always wearing red. Right, and yeah. women. Sure. Well, another exciting thing about the show is that they like were reworking it. Right. So it's like, I mean, I don't know what the old version yeah, was, right. but they were they seemed very enthusiastic mm. about the changes that had been made and how much they had reworked it and And just, that guy who thought this version was the right, perfect. The version, perfect perfect. It's just like I guess oh, show. that guy is me at a sideshow talk so, back. Yeah. Perfect! It's perfect, you fixed <laughs> it. Um they added, they like worked on some songs that had been cut mm. and put them back in. Mm. And then they added a couple of songs. Um, and they don't, there's like no future necessarily planned for mm. it, which I also love. Because I think they were just like, in this small space, they wanted to do a Aaron's and Flaherty show. And they're like, oh, we've been thinking about doing some changes to my favorite year. In fact, we've been working on it a little bit. We'd like to see how it's playing. Right. Let's do it. Like, I think this is why Aaron's and Flaherty are the best because I think like they worked on that show at Mufti for purely their own satisfaction right. about their work. Yeah. That they were like, we did that. We wrote, it was one of the first shows they wrote together. It was like the third show they yeah. ever wrote together. So it was like, oh, we worked on that show 25 years ago or whatever. It was like 20 years ago. Um, and, um, well, we, we could do more work on it. Yeah. Like purely for their own artistic satisfaction. God damn it, they're yeah, the best. because she was like, Lynn was like, I don't know. There's no real future plans. It, tell your friends to come and bring their checkbooks. But <laughs> it's also like sold out. So good right. luck getting a ticket. Right. But if anyone wants to donate. Right. To if, help, you've got if you want to be capital, the people of my favorite year. 
go, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know, go to their website. Yeah, and send them an email and be like, yo, I'm ready. Let's, yeah. let's take this off Broadway. Yeah. Let's do it. They could go back to Lincoln Center and okay. do it at like... The Laura, Laura Pels? That's the one. I can't remember any of the names of the things. Me either. I was like, not the Mitzi, because no. that won't work. No. Also, I always call that theater in my head the Mitzi Gainer. <laughs> <laughs> always. What is it? The Mitzi, Mitzi Newhouse. Newhouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the Mitzi Gainer. Sorry about it. <laughs> That's um, funny. The other thing I wanted to mention that Lynn talked about, too, is how their shows, speaking of going back to off-Broadway, how they write these shows that start out small, and then a lot of times when they end up on the stage, especially a Broadway stage, because of the space and the budget, they get bigger than they need to be. And they do well, but not always financially well. And then they have life after that back in that smaller setting. Hmm. Well, yeah, because I think, like, like somebody in the talkback brought up the intimacy of their work. Hmm. And it's so every single thing that they write is incredibly true to the character and is incredibly vulnerably intimate to each character's truth. You like, yeah. like, so they, you know, Rocky was like a spectacle, but like, if you really listen to those songs and stuff, like they're very, very tender um, and, and beautiful. When she said that, I w- was like, now I want to see the stripped down Rocky. Like, I want to see... <sighs> I want to see like a stripped down. I want to see a production of Rocky that is like like the set is like just his like super dingy apartment and like the whole show takes takes place like like in that apartment mm. and it's all I don't know or like his gym. It could all right. take place. Oh, in oh, the it gym. could all take place in the gym. Yeah, and it could they could do it at the Judson. Oh, there you go. Done. Yeah, guys, it. we fixed it. We fixed it. Oh my god, <laughs> I want to see out. that production. I just really want to see a production of Dessa Rose. I know you so do. I think badly. it'll happen. I need it to happen soon, or please now. Okay, somebody I'm help that money with this because <laughs> I also would really, really like to see it. I check MTI regularly. The book is really good. It's so. so good, and the music's beautiful. Obviously, it's Aaron's and Clarity. They write the and best. It's Lashans and Rachel York. <sighs> And Norm Lewis. And Norm Lewis. And Keisha Lewis. Oh, yeah. Durr. <gasps> what? All the people. Milk and r- it's so good. We also saw a downtown show. Oh, very downtown. Yeah. Very, very downtown. War lesbian. I almost said war horse. <laughs> At the Dixon Theater. Yep. And that peaked, like, literally, when we get our our invites, emails, like 15 emails will come in about all these crazy shows. And you look through them being like, I've never heard of this. What is this? This is happening in someone's living room in Queens. Like <laughs> A lot of them are press are, releases, which mean nothing right. to us. And then I was like, war lesbian. What is this? <laughs> yep. Let's see it. Aaron Markey's in it. Sold. Mm. Um, it was, it was, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed it. It was interesting and weird. Yes. And beautiful and sad and funny. This is what I liked about it. It was very abstract, Mm -hmm. but comprehensible. Yeah. You know, because I feel like some, like when I see shows that I would describe as like weird or abstract like that, it's like there's something about it that I can't grasp and it's just like 
like there was definitely like weird stuff that happened in the show that I was like, I don't understand what the significance of this is. But I felt on the whole that there was a story that I understood yeah. and and a lot of themes that I was identifying with and comprehending and, and enjoying. Um, and the production was great. Like really, I was like was very really good. Ha- like I had. There's shows, you you know, you go and you see a Broadway show and it looks expensive because they got big sets and big costumes mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, yeah, sometimes you go to a Broadway right. show and you're like, tour set. Right. But then like some, but like a lot of the time when you see something like off, off Broadway, it's like a bare, se- it just like, it just like looks and feels shoddy and cheap and like that can really kind of like affect your experience of yeah. the show you know like there's just like stupid sh- stupid shit that gets distracting well yeah and especially if it seems like it's something that should have more right i guess is the difference because right. there are some shows that can work that stripped down but when it has aspirations for something bigger and you're seeing an early production of it with the right. budget that they have and you're like oh you want this to be so much more. Right. It just doesn't right. look right. But this like looked and felt expensive, and but it was also like very small. It was very small. It was very DIY, but it was so well done. It was like, and it, well, because like every maybe it, it wasn't, was very, but it, it was extremely it, creative. Yeah, and like yeah, I loved Aaron Markey's entrance. Genius, mm. loved it. Yeah, loved no it. spoilers. Aaron Markey was fantastic. How do you know her? Just by name. Oh, okay. Just. Because she's like a downtown cabaret mm. artist of rep- reputation. I, when I first read it, I thought it said it was Aaron Mackey, <laughs> which would have been a very different show. Yes. <laughs> very different. Yeah, it was great. I highly recommend it. It was um, good. There are three more performances that you can see. There's one on Saturday, the 13th at 7.30, one on Friday, the 19th at 7.30, 30. Oh, there are Third four. Eye. Sorry. Third Eye. <laughs> what? And there are actually two performances on Saturday, December 20th at 7.30 and 10 p.m. Y'all go see this show. Especially because, aside from this show being super interesting and good, uh, it was my first experience at Dixon. Dixon yeah, we'd never been there before. And it it's great. seems awesome. Super awesome. It. They commission works. They do short runs, but they do, she said, like 14 shows a week. Yeah. Um, there was another show. There after was like it. a and bar and is, like a m- live yeah. music happening at the front of house. Like it was, it was yeah. great. And it's all non for profit, and all the actors are paid. Yeah, and the Amazing. people, all the people are paid. It's great. Yeah. So also, if you just go to that bar, they made popcorn on stage. Oh yeah, it was kettle popcorn. Oh, how could you tell? You could smell it. Yeah, I could smell it. I couldn't. <laughs> well, I think they did that on purpose. This is an unnecessary. But I think they did it on purpose it because smell that much. Pop, yeah, like buttered popcorn smells, smells like it, that. Smell wouldn't get plain. Get out of there! I, can, I guess plain, you can get unbuttered, plain. but then they have to eat it. I think it was kettle corn. It had All a right. sweet smell. Anyway, <laughs> if you go see the show, give us your thoughts on what kind of popcorn you think it was. <laughs> Check back. Let us know. Yeah, tweet to us. <laughs> I thought it was movie butter popcorn. Go see it. It was great. So this week, you couldn't come, but mm. I got to go to a magic show magic. called The Illusionists. And it How was, was it? Pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but entertaining and exactly the kind of show that right. I thought it was going to be. It was a very Vegas-style illusionist show. Um, the most exciting thing was that Stephen Sondheim was there. Ooh. And I, I can't started believe crying at intermission. How did how? 
so why many did, mutations. Why did Steven Seinheim go to why see not? The Illusionist? Why not? Like, do you think this is... Did Steve has he seen Sideshow? Like has I don't he know. seen did he see the Bridges of Madison County? I don't know. Like did he see Holler if you hear me? Oh, but I like hope he so. <laughs> but like he went uh, listen. I feel I like think, Steven I Sondheim Steven, tries to see everything. I think he would really like Holler if you hear me. Too. Me too. Well, not necessarily like like I don't know what his feelings about the entire production was, but I feel like Steven Sondheim would really appreciate Tupac's lyrics. Mm. I think he would. Mm. Anyway, Stephen Sondheim. So Stephen Sondheim was there. <laughs> Wait, did you see him? I saw him. Okay, okay. He was like four rows behind <gasps> me. Amazing. And you had better seats than him. I did. And Evan, my friend who came with, uh, saw him in the lobby. And I kept like looking around, waiting um, to see him come in. Because I thought maybe he would be on the aisle and be swept in last mm-hmm. minute. Which maybe did because mm-hmm. he was behind me. And then I was like, oh, maybe he was just in the marquee for some reason. Checking out the new <laughs> sure. box office. Sure. I don't know. But then at intermission, I, like, was walking up the stairs, and then I just stopped walking. Mm-hmm. And I, like, turned around. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't walk past Stephen Sondheim. But then I didn't only just walk past Stephen Sondheim. In the second act, mm. I got pulled up on stage. Yeah. Uh, and I got to do a bit. Does, do you realize that Stephen Sondheim knows who you are? Yes, and I thought about the other day, I almost started crying again <laughs> because I thought about how I might have made Stephen Sondheim, like something that I did mm. might have made Stephen Sondheim laugh. Mm-hmm. If you like saw him on the street tomorrow, you could be like, you could be like, hey, Stephen Sondheim, did you like The Illusionist? And he would probably <laughs> look at you and be like, oh, you're the girl that got pulled up on stage. And then I would be like, you're Stephen fucking Sondheim. <laughs> Can I sing for you? Because if really you were going to see me perform, uh, which I wasn't, I was terrified, like unnecessarily terrified. You guys, I know it was like an illusion show and I wasn't actually going to smash my hand on a broken glass bottle, which is what the guy was trying to pretend like was going to happen to me. It was a Russian roulette situation. Um, uh, I still was like terrified and I added about 20 minutes to that show. (laughs) But the most satisfying thing, aside from... Aside from doing all of that in front of Stephen Sondheim, is that my friend Sarah was at the show and tweeted to me afterwards and was like, I saw you. It was so good. You were so brave. Loved that Catch Me If You Can shirt. (laughs) Of course you are. And I was like, yes. That's hilarious. did it, everybody. Stephen Sondheim saw you get really freaked out by a magic trip in a Catch Me If You Can t-shirt. So he knows that you love musical theater. At the Marriott Marquis. At the Marriott Marquis. That's amazing. Listen. I just, I'm like, I wish I had been there because, like, I would like to have seen you be a total fucking crazy person being like, I'm not going to do this. And the guy's like. The guy literally had to, he was like, at one point was like, wait, are you, like, are you serious? And I was like, a little bit. He's like, it's a magic show. Like, it's called The Illusionists. Right. We're okay. You're okay. Wait, but like the whole thing was you you were so put, we, you were smashing your hand or you were hitting yeah, your hand he had onto four fake wooden glass. He had four wooden blocks with holes in them. Okay. And he opened up paper bags and like placed the paper bags over the blocks so you couldn't see what was in the blocks. Inside of like, the box? Because they had holes in them. So one of them, we broke a glass bottle. I confirmed that it was, in fact, a real glass bottle. Okay. Which I think was switched out to a plastic glass bottle. <gasps> <laughs> um, and he, he propped that one by the b- neck of the bottle in the hole. So it was standing up with shards. 
Okay. Poking. So if I pushed my hand down, it would go. Got it. Got it. And ah, the, the brown bottle. paper bags were covered, covering the those. So yeah. you couldn't tell. Okay. Yeah. I and think then I, understand. I, he, I put my back to him and he moved him around. And then so I did the did audience know which one had the bottle? Uh, I, I don't know if they were able to keep track. But Wait, so what part of this was magic? That he like knew where the bottle was. That's not that magic. It's an illusion. Wait, I'm confused. You had to smash your hand on all four of them? Um, you had to smash your hand on the turns. one that was the so bottle? I did one. If I there did was one, nothing it in was it. nothing, and I screamed. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I had to pick for him, and he did one, and it was nothing. Um, and then I had to go again and he was like, you like, is that when you were, were both like, going to go I'm at really the same scared. time? No, it was the first one. The first one. <laughs> I was like, nope. I was like resisting him. Which is so fucking hand. funny because you understand how know, shows work. So I you know, it's not like going to be the first one. illogical fears. <laughs> Continue. So then there were two and he's like, we're going to do them at the same time. So pick which one you want. <laughs> and. Um, I picked one and the one that I ended up picking was the one that had the bottle in it. So what he did is he was like, we're going to go on three, one, two. And he went before he said three and it crushed and then lifted the one up that I was going to have. You were about to smash. Which it looked, was it still, it looked plastic. Right. When I looked at it. So JIC, some assholes like, something like happens. Yeah. (laughs) That is, um, I, that's not magic. Well, it was all like illusions and things. It was like but tricks. But what's, what's an, okay, trick, fine. Yeah, okay, There's so nothing, that I would say was illusion. a trick. Okay, fine. Um, I don't know. It was, it was a little too much projection work for my liking. Mm. Like this, they had five guys. That was the anti-conjurer. He at first was my least favorite because he was like real like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> he had like white painted face and the crow mm. makeup mm. and like. What? crazy braid hair and I was like get out of here and he did a gross trick with um a lifesaver and um uh, dental floss where he seemed like he swallowed a lifesaver and then like used the dental floss to like pick it out of his throat but like I don't know it was weird I don't know how he did it I didn't like it and then I was like of course I have to go up on stage with this joker um but he was nice in my thing Mm. and then there was like (sighs) They all had names. The trickster, who's like a comedian, an old school sort of Vegas style. He did some tricks, but was also like just making jokes and real gay. (laughs) And then there was the inventor who did like fun. uh, His pieces were more elaborate. He would like have all the dancers and did like uh, he put together the parts of a little person that like a mini him that was a doll and then it was like a real it turned into a real little person. Whoa. I don't know how. Magic. Um, <laughs> yes, magic. <laughs> uh and some other things. And then there was the escapologist, the like Harry Houdini. He oh, did the escapologist. Yeah. I thought you said, I said skipologist. It like, oh no, like he's good at skipping. I said it like we were in Matilda. The escapologist. Oh, escapologist. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, he did the water torture trick, the the chamber right. upside down. That was, like, nerve-wracking, but I was, like, more nervous for my nonsense trick where I knew I wouldn't actually get hurt than I was for that, where he could potentially have drowned. <laughs> well, sure, you know, it's, uh, you'd only get selfish. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. No, not that you, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know, survivalist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was, oh, the warrior, 
who I feel like I might have hated this show. I don't think I don't think you would have yeah, you wouldn't have really enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't think you would have hated it, but uh he did like a, you know, William Tell knock an arrow or knock an apple off a lady's head with an arrow. Mm. And then the there's seven of them. The Oh my god, the, I'm exhausted. I can't remember this one guy's name and he's Korean. And he was just like named the best magician in the world or something. And he did card tricks. I don't know. The magician Neil Patrick Harris. Society. Yeah. <laughs> um, Job from from Arrested Development. <laughs> um, He's my favorite. He magician. did a lot of card tricks and used his hands like Alphaba. <laughs> he made a lot of Alphaba hand Ooh. gestures. And then the last one was the Futurist. Oh, I don't man. know why that was his name. He was sort of like the MC of sorts. Um, he did some lameish tricks but then also would just, like, introduce everybody. And when he went to do his act, he was like, I'm the futurist. I, um, this is what the future of magic is going to look like. And it was, like, mostly screen projection work. <laughs> That's not magic. I was like, whoa. That's weird. It was a fun show. Hmm. I think my experience was enhanced by Stephen Sondheim <laughs> and by being pulled up on stage. Uh, everybody in the audience liked it. You know, everybody seemed to be enjoying it. Mm. There were a lot of people from Jersey there. I would assume that the people who would buy tickets to that show would like it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was a lot of tourists and a lot of local bridge and tunnel people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's funny. Um, It was not, I was not a waste of my evening, but it could have been Mm. if I hadn't participated probably i would have been like magic (laughs) that's funny um and then the other thing that i you didn't get to watch Mm. yet was peter pan live Mm, missed it yeah still haven't watched sound of music i sent you a link i know (laughs) somebody tweeted me a link too oh that's good so maybe Um, i'll i have some time next sunday maybe mm. i'll watch it then um, it was good. It was kind of like what I was worried Peter Pan would be. It was a little boring because mm. the show itself is a little boring. And then they added songs to it. It was three hours long. It, what? Because, you know, well, if you c- think about it, it's two and a half hours plus right. commercials. Well, all right, but all right, all right. if you didn't add those songs and if you, you know, cut, uh, cut it a little bit, you could have made that two hours long. Yeah, I feel like there's no way they could ever have a a musical, live musical on NBC that, well, it has to be three hours because what else, what other programming do you pair with it then? Well, that's true. Um, a half hour behind the scenes special. Boom! You're welcome. Well, NBC. yeah. If you there do you two and a half hours, yeah. Um, a, an hour long pre special with Laura Benanti. Also, because I know people in at least this time zone. And probably on the West Coast, too, we're like, my kids want to watch it, but it, it's it goes till o'clock. 11 o'clock at right. night. That's not happening. Right. So we'll watch it the DVR next day, it. maybe, which sure. is fine. But, like, you... that's Live! Of, yeah, that's part of what live. you want. You want it to be live, so... You know what? I was a little... Because I haven't watched it. Um, but, like, the thing that's been a little annoying to me is the theater community cracking a lot of jokes about the live aspect of it. And I don't know if part of this is because I haven't really seen that much advertising from this, um, and uh, but I'm sure I can only imagine that we're like live motherfuckers, yeah. because I remember like when Will and Grace did a live episode once, and they were like live, anything could happen, and I was like the actors are professionals; they'll remember all their oh, lines yeah. and perform it perfectly. Um, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, 
and I under, obviously understand that for people that see live theater all the time, having people like that, it's funny and yeah. it seems irrelevant. Um, but I was also like, calm down, people. There's a fucking live musical on NBC on network television. Well, like, yeah, calm down. and it's live performances. It's live singing. It's mm. people are actually getting to hear what a mm. human voice mm. sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, without auto-tune and without post-production. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How that, was well, Allison Williams? She was great. She was great. Um, she has a singing background. She's not a um, musical theater She's strong. She's um, classically trained. <laughs> We're all I believe. Um, Pink is classically trained. Uh, Just in <laughs> case you wanted to know. What does that fucking mean? <clears throat> Voice lessons and in the like the... Um, what is unclassically trained? Classically trained means you're focusing on like legit opera techniques that then you can take into whatever. Um, Here's what I'll say. Barbara Streisand, not classically trained, worked out well. Yeah, but how great would she be if she had training? No, I mean, I agree. But I'm that's just all, saying that's that. That's all my thing. I'm just that saying is. that, you know, they're always like, they're like, don't worry, guys. Stop freaking out about us casting this person that you don't think can sing. They were classically trained. <laughs> so it's like a weird, anyway. Yeah. Um, but I liked her. She she wasn't as, like, impish mm. as the others. But I think that's because she's physically taller than, like, mm. Mary Martin. Certainly Kathy Rigby. Yeah, she's a tall lady. Um, yeah. I think everybody... Christopher Walken is weird. Um, Hook was not menacing. But mm. he... It was sort of like the... Um, I just feel like he would always have a brandy in one hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was. He, it was like the Johnny Depp school of pirate acting. Yeah. It was like a little fae, a little like goofy. Pirates are vicious killers um, and well, rapists. And Captain Hook, he wants to kill Peter. And a child. To, he wants to murder you a have child. To make it a little cartoonish, right. so that it isn't straight up scary. Right. But there has to be some sort of menace right. there. What about um, um, Taylor? How was she? She was great. I love her. She was really cute and sweet and. Um, that Wendy's a terrible character. Sure. She's just sort of like, What's, what are we doing, Peter? Oh. <laughs> um, and her sole purpose is to be a mother. <sighs> <laughs> I haven't watched Peter Pan in like a really long time. Well, we saw it for your birthday a few years ago. We saw Kathy Rigby oh, yeah. as Peter Pan. God, that was fucking delightful. But that was a whole other level of... I mean, ridiculous. How was the wire work? The wire work was good. I kind of, people kind of complained about it a little bit. Why? Even though they knew you'd be able to see it, but you could see a lot. I don't know. I kind of, because it's hearkening back to the live performances of your. How, how would you, how would you not see it? Like micro thin wires. Okay. Whatever. Like, you know, the Aladdin carpet wires. Where it's partially lighting, mm. but it's also like those hyper, those like super yeah, fiber, I've, thin, thin wires. I think a lot of credit would be due to the lighting and the background yeah. of the set design. But regardless, I was like, well, we all knew they weren't going to fly. Right. For real. So. <laughs> How dare you? I can see <laughs> I the wires. The, problem with the illusion is broken. They're not really flying. Whatever. I could fucking see the wires yeah. when Kathy Rigby exactly. was going, what? Manic there wasn't she was? enough crowing. I'll she, say this: <gasps> she only like crowed at the end. Boo! Yeah. Um, you need to crow a lot. I know. What else was I going to say? Oh, Tink was 
a CGI one. Nope. Yep, I was real angry about that. And there was no real glitter. It was CGI fairy dust. What the fuck? I know. It was like, press a button and a picture comes up on the camera. Yeah. I heard they cut the kiss, too. Yeah, there was no kiss. Unacceptable. Not okay with it. Boycotting. Not going to watch it. I mean, I'm not going to watch it probably because I'm dumb and lazy. Yeah. (laughs) Not because I'm boycotting it. I've literally still not seen this. I think you could watch the parts that people are talking about that you can find on the internet. I have seen Audra McDonald sing Climb Every Mountain. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you should watch. Laura Benanti. I was going to say, you should watch Benanti and Borel. Christian Borel was great, even Mm. though it didn't really make sense. Um, I've heard a lot about his arms. Yeah. His arms were, I think. Oh, my God. It has a Twitter account. His His arms arms have have a Twitter account. account. Which I think um, Twitter called. Like, how long is it before his his arms (sighs) have a Twitter account? Um, he was great. Look, his arms are good. <laughs> Maybe it's because people weren't expecting them to be as toned as they were, but they weren't like Hugh Jackman arms. Sure. But Christian Borel, like the, idea, I still think of Christian Borel as like Emmett Forrester. Yeah, that's true. So he's I mean, like they goofy. Weren't Andy Carl arms. No. But he's still an actor. I think that Andy Carl, um, and Christian Borel could do sideshow. Yeah. Right? Uh huh. Boy okay. side show. Yeah, boy side show. Yeah. All right. Boy I don't know. I'm kind of bored with talking about <laughs> Japan. All so right. I'll watch it. Not. Yeah, I think you could watch parts that people are talking about. Watch some of Walkin, just so you get what's so going on there. Cultural references. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Here's to whatever they're going to do next year. Music man. It, probably. Or at least that's what they're kicking around, but maybe it'll be something else. Pick something else, you fuckers. Yeah. I love the music man, but, like, fucking pick something else. But they're all boring choices. And Fox is doing Grease. I oh, my like, God. There's somebody, nothing I, know, I right? want more in the world to never see Grease ever a fucking again. I only, wanna, I only am ha- excited about this because it's going to make people even crazier, I think, than The Sound of Music being a different version. Oh, They're going to be like, true. what is this? Right? Why isn't the car flying? America's going to... <laughs> At least they'll have comfort that probably everyone will still be too old for their roles. Do you think um, when the rapture happens, we'll find out why the car flies? <laughs> well, you won't. You won't get raptured. <laughs> I, that is like one of life's cosmic questions that we'll never have an answer mm-hmm. to. Why does the fucking car at the yeah. end of Greece start flying? I don't know. Oh, my God. That's exciting. Whoever gets to play Marty, I will have a song. Yeah. I like that song. That's a good song. Freddie Malove is a good song. I played that character. I was awful. It was like (laughs) when I was singing and then the music would keep happening and I was done singing and I was like, sang too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Hey, Emily. I fucking love Grease, but I never want to see it again. Right? I'm sick of it. it. I love that show, but I don't ever want to see really it. I really love that show, though. Remember when we saw it? And we were like, unless somehow they regain the magic of the satire of the original version. That's true. I did hate it. There's things I love. I love Rizzo. The Rizzo is Rizzo amazing. So much. The I think- songs are really good. But it's just not the- overall. Also, yeah. like, stop doing it with 40-year-olds. Ancient Greece. Ancient Greece. Um, Emily, what'd you do today? It's a sideshow. <laughs> really? Oh my god! <laughs> I hadn't seen sideshow in two weeks. It's a long time. That's a long time. Especially because how like, many weeks has it been open or like been playing? Six. Okay. Wow. And 
I think about six weeks and the first four of the, so like the last two weeks I didn't see it at all. And the four weeks previous to that, I had seen it eight times. So twice a week. So going from seeing it twice a week to seeing it not for two weeks was difficult. You were in jonesing. I was jonesing for (laughs) it. I needed to like. You needed a fix. (laughs) (laughs) Tie me off, man. Oh, man. I need to mainline this shit. Um, and Erin uh, um, Davey was out, um, which she's been out. She was out a few times this week. And I actually, ironically, almost went on Wednesday and then was like, I have a lot of stuff I actually need to do today that are not seeing Sideshow. So I. I well done. didn't I didn't go see it. Good for me. Um and then I had and then I heard that Aaron was out and I was like shit, I actually like really want to go see um Megan McGinnis. I'm very curious about mm-hmm. um what her performance will be like. Uh and so then yeah, when I went today, I was quite pleased to find that Megan was on again and I got to see her and I thought she was wonderful. Um I thought she was great and I was really it was it was really f- great to see a different take yeah. on Violet in this production. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And she looks, oh my God, she looks ex- <laughs> exactly like a- Emily Pageant. Like it's freaky. Like you think you put Emily and Aaron next to each other all in costume and stuff, and you're like, whoa. But like out of costume, you're like, they don't fucking look anything yeah. like each other. Um, you could mistake um, Emily and Megan mm. for each other out of costume. Like their faces are the same. Um, very similar, cool. um, which was awesome. Yeah. Big difference between the two of them is that Megan is three sh- inches, probably about three inches shorter. Mm. Um, so her shoes were like crazy. Um, and in one scene, she didn't have the right shoes on. And she was <laughs> three inches shorter Oops. than Emily. <laughs> it was extremely Oops. noticeable. Um, and I greatly enjoyed getting to see that. Yeah. Like, I get that. Live it was theater. Like a, See, it's live. live. Anything it was, can happen. Oh, my God. It's anything can happen. Somebody could not complete their quick change and be wearing the wrong shoes and be three inches shorter than their conjoined twin. Well. Hey, man, that shit happens, actually. Abby's shorter than Brittany. Or maybe the other way around. I can't remember. Don't remember. Um, yeah, but uh, real to your realness. Mm. First of all, real to your realness. Wonderful. She was great. And it was just, it was such a different violet. It was so different from what Aaron's violet is. Um which is so refreshing when yeah. you get to see an understudy who mm-hmm. really, who isn't copying what the other right. person is doing. They're doing their own yeah. thing. Um, Especially the, in this pro- in this part of the process. Because a lot of times mm. when you start going on, you've just been like right. doing blocking. Right. Yeah, I was that. also glad that I got to see her. I mean, I think she went on, I think she went on both shows Saturday mm-hmm. and she went on Wednesday. So she'd been on a few times this week. So I was glad that I got to see her. Like she'd like, been in it a while. She'd done it a few yeah. times, you know. Um, still fucked up that quick change. I hope Aaron's okay. Me too. I hope she's okay. I don't know why she's been out. Hmm. Um, assuming it's some an illness, but you know, get well, get well soon, Aaron. Love you. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she's listening to this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All of Broadway is listening to this. I, you know, the, the, what is also like the interesting thing about like seeing a show twice a week for four weeks and then not seeing it for two weeks and then getting to see it again. It's just like. Like, admittedly, seeing shows a lot Mm -hmm. very close together, there are parts of it that get tedious, generally. Every other show experience I've had where I've seen a show this many times in such a short amount of time, there were parts of the show where I was like, fuck, now there's this scene. 
Hurry it up. Yeah. I don't want to get to the good parts. <laughs> um, and Sideshow is really like, it's fucking perfect. <laughs> like, like there's no, there's, there's no parts, parts that are, yeah. ex- that need to be tightened or cut. Like mm-hmm. it's, at, it's the tightest version of the show it could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's also like, it, you know, when you're seeing it a lot, you, you know, I'm like fucking off book. Like I fucking know that yeah. show like the back <laughs> of my hand right now. And it's the people, it's the actors' performances, which is what keep it fresh yeah. and keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but going away from it for two weeks and getting to see it again was like extremely refreshing yeah. and wonderful. Um, and now I'm going to see it every day until I die. No. Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I actually legitimately was like every Sunday mm. from now on. Scandalous. Yeah, like scandalous. I go to church. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Speaking of scandalous, (gasps) I heard you have a Carolee update. A Carolee Carmelo update from you. Okay. (laughs) This week's Carolee Carmelo update. We still need a jingle for this section. Oh yeah, that's right. Carolee, 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 Carolee. That's like follow me for scandalous update. Update. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did it. Um. Yeah, I, just, I remembered what my Carolee Carmelo news was. I got so excited because I think I'm going to go to this. Um, I just need some money. Um, hmm. Carolee Carmelo is going to be singing with the Gay Men's Chorus. Oh, excellent. I know. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> it is. She's doing three concerts with them on like the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st nice. of December. I'm totally going to go. Yeah, I'm really excited. I've never seen the Gay Men's Chorus live. Me neither. Um, and Carolee Carmelo is a dream, so I'll go. Great. Uh, tickets are the balcony's forty five dollars, um, so I'll probably go sit in the balcony and just bask in the glory that is um, Carolee Carmelo. Excellent vibrato. Well, yeah, <laughs> you'll be right in between those and two her minutes. and her hair. <laughs> now it's time for our Laura Benanti tweet, tweet of, of the, the week. week. Emily, you got this one. Laura Benanti tweeted on December third at twelve thirty three p.m. In all caps, I just saw a man kick a rat. What is happening? What did the rat ever do to you, sir? For all you know, he could be an amazing chef in Paris. No punctuation. <laughs> no punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that thing got 1,300 oh. retweets. Laura, you're on a roll, Jeez. girl. And 2,500 favorites. Damn, girl. That's a great fucking Congratulations, tweet. Congratulations, Laura Bonanza. <laughs> yeah. I love her, man. She's so funny. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at Patty N, the letter N, Emily, Patty N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with a Y and at Emily Faye Oakley. And you can find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.